up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. Thanks for joining me. So let's get right to it. Obviously, the NFL season is over. We had the Super Bowl. If you're under a rock somewhere, the Rams won. Matt Stafford won his first championship. But this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the NBA. And last weekend in Cleveland was the NBA 75th anniversary celebration. Had obviously the all-star game, the three-point shootout, the dunk contest. We're going to talk briefly about the dunk contest. Um, And of course, they also had the unveiling, the official unveiling by the league of the top 75 players all time, many of which who were in attendance. Obviously, some of them from earlier eras are uh, passed away now, so they weren't able to be there, but they were recognized as well. And kind of what came out of that. Now, as a sidebar to that, We're going to talk about the biggest name in the NBA today, and that, of course, is LeBron James. So you're asking right now, damn, Bruce, you know, why can't you just talk about All-Star Weekend? I am going to talk about All-Star Weekend, but I'm going to talk about it in the context of, again, the biggest name in the league, LeBron. And what does this have to do with him? Everything. Because he did what he does best, and he hijacked the All-Star Weekend. How did he hijack the All-Star Weekend? Let's talk about it. He made it all about him, like he somehow always does. Now, if you talk to the Hollywood people, actors, actresses, publicists, et cetera, et cetera, they'll always tell you that any publicity is good publicity, i.e. no such thing as bad publicity. You always have to keep yourself, your name, uh, everything you're doing. You always got to keep all that relevant. You got to keep people talking about it. And no one in the NBA has mastered this to a greater extent ever than LeBron James. Got it. So how am I saying he hijacked the weekend? First, I mentioned the dunk contest. Let's talk about that. When you look at the NBA dunk contest, the, the dunk contest on All-Star Weekend, that used to be the glamour event of All-Star Weekend, maybe even more so than the game itself. What does LeBron have to do with that? What LeBron has to do with that is the dunk contest has become a, sh- a shadow of its former self, uh, a laughing stock. You get a bunch of no-name guys who are in it. Now they're competing because they're trying to make names for themselves, but you get a bunch of no-name guys. The dunk contest, like I said, used to be the glamour event. You used to have guys like Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins and Dr. J and Vince Carter and Steve Francis, all these guys who you immediately knew, guys who were highlighters, guys who were night in and night out fixtures on the tongues of NBA fans and media, right? Kobe Bryant, you know, among others. So now for years and years, LeBron James has been in the league. I think it's a fair thing to say that he's one of the most athletic players that the NBA has ever seen. But for whatever reason, I know the reason, (laughs) he has refused to do the dunk contest. And with that, he's made it cool for other big name players to do the same and refuse to do the dunk contest. Now, if you're cool with that, so be it. I'm not cool with it because it takes away one of the biggest events from All-Star Saturday night. In my estimation, I'd rather have the three-point contest go last just because, number one, the game has changed so much and has become so three-point centric. And secondly, the big names aren't in the dunk contest anymore to make it the glamour event. So it shouldn't go last anymore. Now, with that said, let's get back to LeBron. We've seen year after year earlier on in his career, the fans were clamoring for LeBron James to do the dunk contest as, again, arguably one of the most athletic players in history. No argument here. And one of the biggest names in the history of the league. No argument here. But he refused to do it. And then what really gets me is that you'd see him post-All-Star game or pre-All-Star game teasing the fans by doing dunk contest-worthy dunks in the layup line or in warm-ups for regular season games. Why is that, you ask? I have my theory. My theory is, plain and simple, 
he's afraid to get out there all by himself in front of 15 to 20,000 screaming people and go ahead and do the dunk contest and fail like he has on the big stage so many times. He doesn't see any upside to doing it because if he does it and doesn't win, then he's going to get ripped. But guess what? Michael Jordan didn't win every dunk contest he was in. Dominique didn't win every dunk contest he was in. It's okay in something like that, right? It happens. But the fact is, All-Star Weekend is supposed to be for the fans. You're supposed to be out there giving them what they want to see. And year after year, you denied them. And that's fine if that's what you wanted to do. But the other problem is you made it cool for other big-name players that came after you and played alongside you in this era to do the same. They're not competing in the dunk contest either. And it's robbing the fans. Not cool. Not cool. Especially when you go out there and you tease them and you do dunk contest worthy dunks in the layup line. Don't like it at all. Okay, next up. Now, notice the theme here. I'm, I'm still on LeBron. He's going to continue to hijack the All-Star Weekend. He did a sit-down interview with Kenny Smith of the Inside the NBA crew that's on TNT. And um, he talked about believing that he's the GOAT. That moment, I was like, I'm the greatest basketball player people have ever seen in all facets. Like, you know, I could play the one through five. I can guard one through five. You know, uh, just like literally like did something that's never been done in the history of the sport. I mean, teams that go down 3-1 was zero for like 32 in finals history. There was nobody ever coming out of that. And nobody gave us a chance. I just felt like ain't nobody, ain't nobody better than me at this. So he's not only said it years ago after he came back, he and the Cavaliers came back from the 1-3 deficit in the NBA Finals against the record-setting 73-9 Golden State Warriors. He brought them all the way back. Now, just to touch on it in case you don't remember, the Warriors were up 3-1 to one leading that series. Draymond Green gets suspended for Game 5. Real iffy suspension, not going to get into it. Go back and look and see what happened, then you'll know. And the rest is history. Fine. So LeBron does what no one else has been able to do. Of course, he wins all, uh, now All-Star NBA Finals MVP, makes history. Afterwards, he says, that right there made me the greatest of all time. Okay. Now, he's had years to think on that. But clearly, he believes it. He's been drinking his own Kool-Aid. Because not only did he think on that, when he was asked about it again, he doubled down on it. And he expounded even more so about why he believes he's the greatest to ever do it. Now, hey, th that's fine if you think so. Nick Wright also thinks so. Shannon Sharp thinks so. A lot of millennials and Generation Zs, they think so. And that's fine because a lot of them don't have the reference point, didn't see earlier generations of the NBA, didn't see Michael Jordan in his prime, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, cool. But when you go out there and say that, let's think about this, right? If you're always begging for someone to tell you how great you are, you're probably not that guy. If you're that guy, you don't have to beg for it. They'll tell you. You don't have to be out there saying, remember after they won the bubble championship, the Lakers, I want my damn respect too. Well, if you were the GOAT, don't you think people would be giving you that respect? But there's a reason why it's not happening the way you think it should, because you're not that guy. All right, next reason LeBron hijacked the NBA All-Star game. So notice all this stuff he came out with right in time for the gathering of the greatest 75 players in NBA history, which of course he knew Michael Jordan was going to be involved with. Very interesting. Of course, he had to have the attention on him. But anyway, 
Um, the next one is him talking about his future and his son, LeBron James Jr., a.k.a. Bronny. So LeBron basically says, and I'm paraphrasing here, the money doesn't matter. Anywhere my son is, I'm going to play with him. And basically, I'm going to hang around the league until I get to play with him. And wherever he is, that's where I'm going to be. Now, LeBron James is clearly on the way down. Some of you may say, well, he's still putting almost 30 a game up. That's true, but he's absolutely not the same player. And if you notice, many nights when the Lakers are getting done up, he still makes sure he gets his points before he comes out of the game. And the fact that he's getting all these points, as they would in the past, they're not doing it the same way because they're not contributing to winning. But he's making sure he stacks his numbers. So do we even know if three years from now, four years from now, he'll be even able to continue to play in the league? Because let's be real, Father Time is undefeated and his body's breaking down on him. And that's not me wishing injury. I never wish that on anyone. But the fact is, three out of four years that he's been in Los Angeles with the Lakers, he's had serious injuries. And the one year that they won the championship in the bubble, let's be real, both he and Anthony Davis, players who have in recent years been injury prone, Anthony Davis pretty much his whole career. But LeBron in the last four years, both had four months off to get healthy. So those four months off that they got healthy really contributed to these guys winning the championship. So let's keep all that in mind. Okay, so we're not even sure if LeBron will be able to play or play at any high level by the time his son comes into the league, right? Now, that's even assuming Bronny can jump to the league straight from high school. Why am I saying that? I have no issue with Bronny. I don't know Bronny. But number one, Bronny is 6'3", so he's a guard, right? If I remember correctly, only two guards has ever successfully made the jump from high school to the pros. That's obviously the late, great Kobe Bryant and Sebastian Telefair, New York City playground legend, um, cousin of Stephon Marbury. But anyway, you look at that and you say, okay, well, is he, he being Bronny, good enough to do that? No. Bronny right now is only ranked 34th in his high school class. I think he's a sophomore this year. So he's still got his junior and senior years. Now, Theoretically, Bronny could grow, Bronny could improve. He's got a lot of time to do those things, but is he, like his dad, a surefire to go straight from high school to the league? And that's also providing the league changes the rules so that players can go straight to high school, which is expected. But at the end of the day, no one assumes that LeBron James Jr. is good enough to make that jump. So now you have to wonder, is LeBron James Sr. saying this stuff as a publicity stunt? right? To get number one, more attention during that all-star weekend, take some of it off Michael Jordan and put it on himself. And two, is he saying it as a publicity stunt to maybe grease the skids for his son to be able to immediately come to the NBA, knowing that his son is not that good to be able to do it? I don't know. Now, the question is, will what owner is going to take the chance and make that move if LeBron James Jr. does go ahead and if LeBron James Jr. does go ahead and, and make the leap, right? What owner is going to do it? Now, we know not every owner is interested in winning. There are some owners that will do whatever it takes to get butts in the seats and make the money that way or sell merchandise. But if you're an owner, are you really willing to take on an aging LeBron James who doesn't contribute to winning anymore, but whose attitude won't change? We know this is a guy that's not particularly coachable. We know this is a guy that has to be the system. We know this is a guy that's not particular, particularly self-aware in terms of what he still can or can't do on the floor. We know this is a guy that wants to manipulate and control personnel decisions 
All that is problematic. If you're an owner, are you willing to take all that on for the sake of putting butts in the seats and trying to sell some tickets and merchandise by having LeBron James Jr. and Sr. on the same roster? I don't know. Finally, the other thing about that situation is if you're LeBron James Sr., why would you put that type of pressure on your son? Maybe he just wants to hoop. Maybe he does want to go to college and enjoy that experience because it's not like he needs the money he's taken care of in that department. So why would you want to put that type of pressure and burden on Bronny, right? Good questions. Okay, next LeBron topic. See, and this is amazing again, because all this stuff came up right around the same time. Now there's reports that LeBron James is reportedly leaving the door open for a return to Cleveland. Why do you need to do that? You've been there twice already. You've been there twice already. You've won them a championship. You don't owe them anything else. I get it. You're the kid from Akron, but you're going to go there and you're going to wreck what they're building there. That's a talented team with a young core that's playing really hard and isn't terrible and has a chance to make the playoffs this year. But we know what happens when LeBron goes to a team. He wants everybody gone. He wants to bring in a whole bunch of veterans and possibly Hall of Famers to try to stack the roster and win another championship. If I'm Dan Gilbert, I got my championship out of LeBron. I don't want him near my team with a 10-foot pole unless he's buying a ticket. That's just me. I mean, this guy's thirst for attention is absolutely insane. Okay, next topic. Now, this one happened a little bit before the All-Star break, obviously right around the trade deadline. So the reports are that Clutch Sports and LeBron James are upset with LA Lakers front office that they wouldn't trade Russell Westbrook for John Wall from Houston. Why would you be upset if you're Clutch Sports and LeBron James? You're the one that brought Russell Westbrook there. You did it. The deal wasn't on the table to bring Westbrook. It was to bring Buddy Heald from Sacramento. But you decided that you needed another Hall of Fame player, like always, because you never have enough help. You stacked the deck. You brought in Russell Westbrook. Now it's not working. And you want to get rid of him and bring in another guy. I, I really don't understand this. I, dealing with LeBron is insane because at the end of the day, he's going to do whatever he wants. And when it doesn't work out, it's always your fault. I've talked about this ad nauseum. I'm going to leave it there. Finally, the 75th anniversary of the NBA again was celebrated at the All-Star Game. And all 75 of the recognized greatest players in NBA history were recognized and celebrated. And that was awesome to see. The funny thing though, Michael Jordan, the guy that most people have as the GOAT, obviously not LeBron and Nick Wright and Shannon Sharp, was the last player introduced. I wonder why that is. Hmm. And the funny thing about that is when he was the last introduced, he got the largest ovation of anybody. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And now you see young players in the NBA who were there for the All-Star game and who were there for the appearance. They weren't even alive when Michael Jordan was dominating in the early to mid 90s. And they were clamoring to be around him, clamoring for photo ops, clamoring to shake his hand, clamoring to, to just talk to him, soak up the wisdom, maybe, you know, get some of the greatness to rub off on him. They were all clamoring to be around him. You don't see that with LeBron James. Now, some of it could be that they see LeBron on a much regular, much more regular basis because he plays now, but you don't see that. And as a quick side note, if you go on YouTube or you look it up and you read stories about it, the stories about Michael Jordan are almost Paul Bunyan-esque. They are mythical. 
And the crazy thing is, as great as LeBron and his people say he is, there's no such stories like that about him. Just something to think about. So anyway, um, that's it from this episode from the Format Podcast. It's just amazing, not in a good way, and ridiculous how LeBron managed to hijack the entire All-Star Weekend with a bunch of storylines about himself. But again, as the Hollywood people say, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? All right, so that's it for this episode. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube and someone sent you the link, that's cool and you need to find it, go ahead, type in the format podcast in the search bar and we should come right up. If you haven't already and you, you approve of the content, please go ahead and click the like button for me and then click the subscribe button in the lower right corner of your screen. Also click that notification bell so you can be notified when new episodes come out. Also, if you're interested in the audio version of the podcast, audio only, check it out right here on screen or search the format podcast wherever you get your podcast, we should come up and if your podcast platform allows you to please give us a five star rating. If you think we deserve it because that five star rating helps us rise in the algorithm and makes it much easier to find the show for other people and finally, if you like the show and uh, you know other sports fans who might please go ahead, share it with them. Don't keep it to yourself. All right. Thanks so much. And I'm out. Peace.